0: joining us on the line is joey wheeler joey good afternoon mate
1: good
0: afternoon Jim. how hey, are you i'm v- joey as i said to a previous caller the sun is shining in auckland my friend so we are outside like moths just just taking it all in <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nice. Nice. <laughs> hey joey let's get into the the rugby mate look yesterday's game from a fan from a viewing perspective was a great game because it was a contest but really what happened in that first half, mate? Because was it the number of changes to the ABs or was it just the Aussies were just dominant in that first 40?
1: A uh, mixture of both, mate. Um, yeah, I, I thought that from an All Blacks perspective, um, they lacked that cohesion, um, <gasps> that action, um, and I think that reflected in their defensive performance. Um, one thing you know about defence, defence is a team game and, um, uh, and obviously... The more connection you have, um, the more confidence you have, and the more understanding you have to be able to, um, you know, connect as a, as a line and give you give yourselves confidence to, to light up um, attackers. Uh, I, I just felt they were missing missing a beat, and I just think that that comes through uh, not not. Being around each other and having played in those combinations uh, before, out, out you know out of, out on the pitch, they've obviously trained a lot together. But actually, in the in the firing line of a of a test match, it, it looked clunky and and disconnected. And I think the Aussies. Um, especially in that first half, man, they, they punished the, uh, the, the All Blacks mm. in, in that area of the game. And their attacking, uh, their attacking work was outstanding. They were winning the collisions. They were winning the breakdown. Um, and that was just purely because the, the All Blacks were so um, disconnected in their defence. So they played on top of, of the All Blacks and did that bloody well um, for 40 minutes. Uh, just ran out of puff, I think, in that second half and, and, and couldn't couldn't continue that. But, yeah, that first half was an impressive performance from the wallabies and if they can um, do that for eighty minutes uh, they are gonna be um, a whole different kettle of fish uh, come
0: work up time. Yeah, well that's it. I mean and we were I'm not say lucky, but you know that Carter Gordon missed a pretty kickable kick and if it wasn't for Ardi Savia's try saver, could have been a very different story.
1: Correct mate. Yeah, like that that kick that Carter Gordon missed, and when he missed it I was like I oh, I thought that's crucial. You know, that would have yeah. obviously Brought up the game, and then obviously Quade Cooper slotted that massive penalty oh. too, which would have put them twenty three twenty. Ah, sorry, yeah, yeah, twenty three twenty. Um, with you know minutes to play. So yeah, the the All Blacks certainly got out of jail. Um, and you know if it wasn't for their bench, I think it, it probably could have been a different story.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Do you mention um, Quade Cooper there as well? He he still got that love hate relationship with New Zealand fans, hasn't he? He does, mate. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Especially when he dropped that. When he dropped that seed, um, he just got the raspberry from all, from, uh, from the four side bar crowd. So, yeah. I mean, he's a, he, he's an interesting character. Like I, I was um, with our sky sky commentary crew. We mm. were watching the game end on from um, the the opposite end from the the, the traditional zoo. Um, oh yeah. And when he was warming up geez, the, the stand down that far end. We're just into him. Like, into him. He just, I don't know where he is. It's an interesting relationship he has with the New Zealand public, isn't it? But oh. he he plays well, it's quite brilliant.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You yeah, know, if you're a player like that, you know, you've got to use that, don't you? You've got to channel that to to, to stick it back at them, don't you?
1: Yeah, you do, mate. You do. And, and he hasn't obviously produced the goods um, against New Zealand for quite some time. Mm. So if if that, if, Obviously, they had had it that moment, um, and Carter Gordon, and he had and he had kicked that winning penalty. It would have been interesting to see his reaction uh, to that to that Forsyth bar crowd, for sure.
0: And when watching the game yesterday, uh, Joey, you know, because because it was so close and, and a great contest, do you think for the selectors it has um, given them more questions, or, or has it answered more questions for them that you know seeing the All Blacks under the blowtorch for, for that game? Um. Yeah, I, I think at,
1: there, there might have been a couple of um, guys that were obviously um, looking to, to book their seat on the plane. I, I don't know what they're going to do in a couple of positions. I thought some guys enhanced their chances. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, mean, I thought Lister Fanganuku's performance on the left wing um, was was pretty good. If he had if he would finished that um, the, oh, that yeah. try, that, if only he had finished that, he'd done all the hard work. <laughs> he couldn't put the ball the ball down, but I think. Obviously, they'd gone with Caleb Clark uh, for the first couple of games in the in the rugby championship, and then Leicester got his opportunity on that left wing, and I thought he was outstanding. I think um, he, he's done his chances, um, um, you know, a, a good chance of, of getting on that, on that flight to, mm. to front now. Um, I think Damian McKenzie will be really disappointed with his performance, I thought. Yes. um his, his game in the... Um, uh, against Argentina at, at first five was outstanding. And mm. then he obviously had another opportunity and he'll be, he'll be disappointed with his, his game in the 10 Jersey. I thought his accuracy of his kicking was a little bit aimless at times. So, um, yeah, he'll be disappointed with that. Uh, Will Jordan at 15, like I think all those changes made, made, um, for a really clunky performance from the All Blacks. Mm. So, um, yeah, uh Sammy Penny Finau was absolutely outstanding. Um Sean Stevenson was busy. Uh, mm. but yeah, I thought Sammy Penny was, was um terrific and obviously the performance of a of a uh, a veteran and Sam Whitelock, obviously the talk of the town's been Scott Barrett over the last few yes. matches. Um, he's been, you know, absolutely world class, if not one of the best players in the world currently. Um but Sam Whitelock, again just uh, proved why he is so, so valuable to this all-black side, and I mean, with the loss of Brodie Retallick quite early, and hopefully that's Ooh. not a serious injury, but it just reinforces how valuable he is to this side, and I mean, his, I mean, I think he got three turnovers in that game, and for a guy who's 2m03, and yeah. me being a 3m <laughs> Peter myself, I know how hard it is to, <laughs> to get that load, he was super impressive at the breakdown, but yeah, I, I think in terms of the World Cup selections, that, um, I think Leicester, uh, Whanganuku, certainly put his hand up. I don't know about the half-back spot. I, I, Finlay um, was didn't really grab that game with two hands and say you need to take me there's no way you can't not pick me so it'll be interesting to see what they do in that sort of um, third halfback spot does Brad Weber come back into the conversation has um, Cam Roygaard booked his spot yeah like that's going to be really interesting the mix of that of those three halfbacks
0: yeah it's interesting you say that because I just got a text in from Richard he says Dino Christie didn't create much just a feeder Royguard offers so much variation may have been a good game to miss for him considering the overall performance of the team but may have also ignited the attack around the fringes. Weber in place of Chris Christie would be my preference. That's Richard.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting, it's a real conundrum for the selectors. I think my belief is I, I don't, I don't think that they would, um, if heaven forbid, Aaron Smith gets injured, and we all know he's the out and out number one oh, and yeah. back and I think he's obviously going to play a, his lion's share of minutes over and uh, over in France. But you've got to think: Does do the selectors trust that? Um, For Christie is really if Aaron Smith is the as the um, deputy to him to to step in and start a big test match. I, I don't I don't think they do, um, and I think Brad Weber is that guy that they believe will. They can entrust if, if uh, for whatever like uh, Aaron Smith does suffer an injury and they need a starting halfback, I think Brad Weather's the guy. And then you're right, is Cam, Cam Royguards that point of difference halfback that the, the All Blacks are probably looking for. So that that would be how I think they'll they'll make up the mix to go to, go to France. I, I do love um, Finlay Christie. His, I find him probably he is probably the best defensive halfback in the country. Yeah. He is. Um, so so courageous um he's a real competitor uh but yeah he i think yesterday um to that texas point yeah he he was limited with his opportunities just Purely because the Aussies were so so dominant in that first half, and, and he had very little ball. But um, and then got and then got pulled um, reasonably early into that into that second half for Aaron Smith to sort of um, bring us back into the game. So yeah, he, he'll be he'll be gutted, and it didn't do himself. You know, like that the performance probably of the whole team didn't do him any favors.
0: Yeah, and, and it's it's funny when we talk about players like. Another player who I think is a bit of a fairy tale story was, you know, Tim Williams, you know, gets the start, but then after a while we're thinking, geez, a lot of penalties are, are, are happening here. W- was that just the ref interpretation, or how did you see that?
1: Um, yeah, I, I felt that the Australians probably did a really good job of manipulating um, the scrum and, and probably painting a picture for the referee to, to penalise. Mm. Um, I think. Yeah, Tamati. Yeah, I oh, I think he's done enough to to book a spot um, over to to France, and I think he he brings a real point of difference yeah. um, in terms of in terms of the front rowers, like Ethan DeGroote and Tyrell Lomax. He's a real threat with ball in hand, and I think his work around the paddock um, and his and his scrummaging, yeah. Probably at this level needs needs a little bit of work, but we saw against um, the South Africans he didn't look out of place, and when. Um when it wasn't even contest, um, he was he was pretty dominant with it, with his scrummaging. I just think the manipulation and, and how uh, the Aussies probably uh, pre pre engage what they were doing, how they were changing their set up. Probably um, he, he just needs that. That'll be a really good learning curve for him, um, and it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to that. But I think he he adds so much so much punch um, to that impressive and mobile. Um, new looking All Blacks front row, um, and I think yeah, I think he's done enough in his two Test matches that we've seen him to to be on the kite.
0: Yeah, very interesting. Very, you're, you are right because I'm the same. I think we all want to Mighty Williams to be there because he's something different. He's such a big boy, you know, and and there's yeah. gonna lots of big My boys out, Yeah, yeah,
1: big boy being able to play both sides of the scrum. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, at, at, at whose expense I don't know. Is Orfah Farsi um, in doubt now? Yeah, I, I just don't know what the what the mix of those um, extra props are going to be. Where, you know, I, I would imagine Fletcher Newell, um, having come come back into the frame off the bench um, in the weekend, he'll be on the kite. Um, it's just who the other who the extras are.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting announcement tomorrow at 5 o'clock, that's for sure. Hey, let me ask you, Joey, as well, what's it like for someone like Caleb Clark? We all like Caleb Clark, but does he uh, – there is a feeling in the general public that he shouldn't be in the side, that it should go to one of the other outside backs. Does he hear that noise? Does he? Is he aware of it, or does he just – no, just concentrates on – a play? He, no, think- he, you know –
1: yeah, anyone that says they don't hear the noise of the player, I think they're, they're, they're definitely lying. Yeah. Um, yeah, he would have been hearing that noise. And I, I, like, I just don't know if you can like the the left winger at the moment has got to be uh, Mark Calera. Mm. Like, he, he has just been absolutely outstanding. I like, think every time he, he carries the ball, it looks like he's got spiders on him. People <laughs> just don't want to go near him. No He's phenomenal, like, um, the guy's an absolute freak. So uh, the wingers for me will be him and Will Jordan. I, I think you, you just can't, if he's your starting left winger, then I don't think you can carry another specialist left wing. I mm. think you've got to have guys that can play uh, another position, and I think Lester Fionnuku, obviously his form was through Super Rugby was sensational, and then uh, I think yesterday he was again really really busy for for the 80 minutes. Um, and and if he had scored that try, just would have put the cherry on the top. But I, I thought he was one of the best yesterday. So I think he's done enough to to probably jump Caleb Clark And Caleb Clark he's been in, he's been in um, involved in all the all uh, all the tests apart from yesterday mm. this year. And he's only played, he's only played about 30 minutes of of Test rugby and hasn 't started any test matches, so I think that's a that 's a sign that they may be moving away from um, caleb clark so which is which is disappointing for him because we all know how good he can be, but I just think he, he hasn't had the work rate of those other guys and he doesn't um, have the same appetite or looking for work like a Mark Taylor or a, um, or a Lester Fanganuku, where they come off their wing, they get around the, um, off the shoulder of the halfback or making some of those tough carries through the middle of the field. He, he just seems to be sitting on his, on his left wing a lot, waiting for opportunities. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I think those guys just purely for those reasons, I think will we'll jump in for that, um, that left wing spot.
0: Yeah, I think, I think most people would agree with that too. Can I ask you too, Joey, I mean, we've still got one more warm-up game against South Africa in a couple of weeks. What, what is the point of this game? Why are we having it? And is it going to be like the first 15 picked or is it another opportunity for fringe players to, to have a look that Ian Foster can look at?
1: Yeah, no, see, I, was, I didn't agree with that um, they made all those whole, uh, wholesale changes um, for, for yesterday's test match against the Willoughby's. I would have loved to have seen them just stay with the combinations that they've been building. Mm. Um, I definitely think Richie Moanga and um, Bowden Barrett uh, the spine of that team still needs more time and yep. saddle and I think we missed an opportunity against the Wallabies to keep building uh, the All Blacks game and and to keep building on the success that we're seeing and the growth that we're seeing in the All Blacks game. Um, so I think yeah, it was a missed opportunity, but I, I would imagine they're going to go back to their their top fifteen, mate. So um, that what that looks like, like I said, I think the key the key drivers Richie Moana. Um, Aaron Smith and Bowden Barrett to be in the 9, 10 and 15 jerseys um, driving the team around and, and I think you, you're going to see your, the top all-back side and I think they'll they'll roll that out for that game and onwards uh, into Rugby World Cup and I, I don't know what they'll do for games like Uruguay and, and Namibia mm. um, whether, they, whether they stick to that or they make some wholesale changes. I would imagine Uruguay the game before um, the quarterfinals that they will, will want to play their top team, so I think the guys outside of that top fifteen, their only opportunity um, during the pool stage
0: will be against them. Yeah, that's interesting too, Joe. Because I, I'm like you, and I think most Kiwis are. We want, we want a settled lineup. We want the same players, as you say, building all those combinations, especially as we get to the the sharp end of the tournament. Hey, Joey, thank you so much for your time today, mate. And go enjoy the rest of your afternoon.
1: Thanks, mate. Cheers.